Hi, this is Polly with another episode of Conversations with Psychics, podcasts to help us find out what psychics do, how they do it and why. Join me in discovering that they are everyday people who do extraordinary things. This week I'm chatting with Martha Brett. Amongst her many talents, Martha specialises in psychic attacks, spirit attachments, negative psychic cords and house clearing. She's fascinating and funny with a laugh to match. She'll give us her all on the subject, explain the importance of grounding and even gives us a powerful grounding exercise to do. Martha teaches at the College of Psychic Studies and also takes one-on-one bookings both at the college and via her own website which is marthabrett.co.uk should you want to get in touch with her. She's a great lady, great fun and has recently helped me out with a very difficult problem. Before we get stuck in though I have to say there is a bit of background rustling, tea making and some footsteps. That's because we chatted in the kitchen at the College of Psychic Studies where we originally met. Anyway enough from me, Martha dive in, tell us about Psychic Attack. So Psychic Attack, it's many many forms It comes in many forms, it comes in many degrees of attacks. Gossip could be a psychic attack. Just gossiping about somebody is a psychic attack. And depending on how sensitive the other person is, if they would feel it or not. If they're very, very sensitive, they will feel someone's talking about them. And it could be, it could niggle them or it could be very painful physically. So that's... First of all, stop gossiping. Also, sometimes when you feel, oh, I've got a pain in my back, it feels like someone's stabbing me. That is a psychic attack. It may be someone is stabbing you in the back. I mean, obviously, there's going to be sometimes a Sometimes you just might have a pain in your back. Nine out of ten times, it's someone stabbing you in the back. No. Yes, yes, yes. Some attacks are not intentional, are unintentional. Is that the right word? Unintentional? So it could just bounce off like a duck's back and not really affect you. But like I said, if you're very sensitive, you might feel something. You know, when they say your ears are burning, someone talking about you, that could be a psychic attack. So be mindful. If your ears are burning, someone may be talking about you. It could be as little as that. Is the point really that there's always going to be some kind of negative energy floating about to do with you? You know... You're at work, everyone's having a good bitch about you. What do you do about it? Okay, there's lots of things we could do about it. My first protocol would be to make sure you're grounded and that you have some sort of protection around you. If you are that sensitive, this is an everyday exercise to do, is to be grounded and, and protected. Now, the more grounded you are, the more the protection will hold. If you're not grounded, you could do loads of different kinds of protection. It'll hold, but not as well as if you were also grounded. And to me, being grounded is being centered, being in your, being in your body. You're not up in la-la land in your head. You're not daydreaming. You're in the here and now. That's when you're grounded. You're in the here and now. And we aren't always in the here and now. You could be sitting there thinking, oh, I've also got to do my shopping list. I've got to do the laundry when I get home. Oh, God, the bed's need change. That's, you know, you're not here. And this isn't doing it for paranoia. This is doing it for 
just your own, like you brush your teeth every day. This is something I do every day, yeah. not from paranoia, but to keep me safe. So if I'm grounded and protected, no psychic attack's going to come to me. Also because you, you're building up your vibration. The higher your vibration is, psychic attack is a very low vibration. <laughs> so if you're building up your vibration higher, it's not going to come do anything to you. Unless they are trained and they're doing it on purpose, and then you could whistle Dixie. <laughs> what do you mean? What? You haven't if got someone a says, oh, I'm going to get Polly, and they know what they're doing, and they yeah. do it consciously. We're talking about gossip is unconscious, things like that. If, you, if somebody wants to psychic attack you consciously, that could go into a danger zone. You're talking like voodoo? No, I'm talking about thought. So you got so this isn't where someone's tittle tattling. It's where someone's going, just sitting there, going, oh, I hate just Polly. sitting there, and they know what they're doing. But if you if that happens, then what do you do? Then you come and see me. <laughs> <laughs> I can only talk about it in terms of myself because it's one of those, you know. But I'm getting much better at sensing energy beyond just mediumship. Yeah, yeah. And last night I sensed actually this big like, ball of anger that my friend had sent to me it's quite weird i've never i've never mm, actually mm, sent mm, it it's mm. like furious anger and i was able to push it away wonder where to i pushed it out of my flat for sure and then as far so that i couldn't see it and then i put a big old metal dome over me in my flat and, and shut the door, but I'd never realised consciously, yeah, consciously, just yeah. how, yeah. Because you think you, you, yeah. you, people could die from psychic attack. How? How come? The power. What they do, stupid stuff, and jump off buildings and things. No, it's just like uh, this. Like you said, your anger ball. What if it hit you? What do you think could have happened to you? Why well, I could have burnt myself. Exactly. Or had a heart attack. Exactly. Oh, right. And then there's the magic psychic attacks. Which, now you're talking stuff I'm... That I won't go into. I think I had that done to me by an uh, Irish guy once. <laughs> but anyway... Anyway. So, we digress. So, okay, you're on a roll here. Tell me more. Grounding and protection will help deter any psychic attack will detour 90% of the psychic attack, if not more, if you could raise your energy to a higher vibration. If it's intentional, you have to raise the protection. I don't believe in sending it back. Yeah. Because it just comes back and forth, back and forth. What I would try to do is deflect it. So you can't dissipate it? I deflect it. So you used to sort of shoot it off to space or something. Yeah, or Mother Earth, where it get cleansed and, you know, transmuted into something positive. Because, okay, here's a question. You know, you get all those books that'll say, oh, so psychic detect, get three brown eggs and put them in a bowl of water with some lemon. Is that kind of, I mean, I just totally made that up. Is that... People do it. If, that, if they seem happy in doing that, I have no qualms about it. That goes into, like, spell and magic stuff. Right. And that's a different realm. 
completely. And if you're ignorant of it, it could get you into trouble. Yeah, you could do something wrong and it just come back on you. We all say, I think it's really interesting, is that grounding and protection is just part of being healthy. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's a great sound. Yeah, it's being healthy. It's part of your everyday, you know... What brushing your hair, brushing your teeth, what going, you know, putting your shoes on. I do my grounding, put some protection on me, and walk out the door. Well, learning with Sharon before that, I was at the SAGB for years. The, um, you know, I was told, you know, you're not grounded at all. You're just mm-hmm. off with the fairies. And now I begin to yeah, recognise yeah. it a bit. And sometimes I can actually feel clunking down, yeah. like literally, it's yeah, almost like yeah, yeah. that. I've come back down. Yeah. But are there are there sort of things that you have? When I first started this, everyone was using roots. You know, put roots coming out of your feet. And I found I got more ungrounded because I would want to follow the roots all around the world and in the center of the earth, make sure they're there. So that just threw me even more. And then a dear friend said, try anchors. Oh, yeah. So that is my first and only thing that I use is anchors. Because it goes, they're heavy and they go straight down into Mother Earth. No weaving about, no moving around. They go straight down into Mother Earth where it could be held for me so that my, I feel my feet on the ground. That's a good one. It's a very good one. Because you can almost, also almost sense that if you start to feel you're being dragged, like when you're in a boat and the, and the um, exactly. it's starting to drag. You put your anchors down. Yeah. Put your anchors down. So if you feel like you're sailing on a boat, put the anchors down. When you, Even when you're traveling on a train or a plane, I do grounding when I'm flying. Because when you fly, your oar is trying to catch up with you. <laughs> and also if you're grounded when you're flying... You're less likely to get jet lag. <laughs> what exactly do you teach? Teaching tuning into your intuition. Yeah. And I'm also teaching the introduction to spirit release. Introduction to spirit release is when is that when something's attached to you? I, I'm covering negative psychic cords, spirit oh, attachment, yeah. psychic attack, thought forms. I also do house clearings and space clearing. Totally fascinating. Tell me about that. Where do they hide, Jim? Everywhere. Everywhere. Really? Usually in the open, because people don't normally see it. And what will you see? <sighs> Depends what's in the house. Sometimes it's uh, human spirit. Sometimes it's earth spirits. Sometimes it's stuff that's been uh, sent there. Um, usually either human spirit, animal spirits... Nature spirits who are getting mischievous and causing, yeah, 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 yeah. And sometimes, like uh, the human spirits, could have been their home or could have been the land they grew up on and they didn't know where to go or they didn't know they dead. And they went to some place that they knew, <laughs> went to this one house, and there was this old man, there was this man, and he was really pissed off. He said, they're ruining my house. They're knocking the walls down. They're doing this. I go, it's not your house. He goes, I live here. I go, when did you pay your rent? When was the last time you paid rent? (laughs) (laughs) He just looked at me. I said, you know you're dead. Did he know he was dead? 
You see, that is just tragic. Some of them don't it? know they died. Some of them may have died in hospital under anesthetic. So they may not have known they're dead. So their spirit went home. Because that's really, in, that's uh, really intense stuff, isn't it? Yeah. You got, we used to live in a village with, um, with an exorcist. Phil uh, Pear, who looked like an owl, he was the vicar. We went on a local village holiday <laughs> and the poor guy didn't get a week of sleep the whole time. Because <laughs> we went to this big fancy yeah, old yeah, house yeah, in yeah. Cornwall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And literally every, from day one, people yeah. were going, Phil, Phil, we've got a problem here. And they were all coming out. Yeah, they do that. And they, they do that. But or they will try to hide or they will do so much more disruption if they know you're coming. What, to frighten the people to say, don't Just eat. whatever to do, yeah. Or if, like, if you have an attachment. Yeah. A lot of times when people come to me, they have attachment. The attachment does not want them to get to me. So they'll make them late, make them ill. I, had a, this, I tell this story to my class. I said, I had a lady coming... And she was late, and she called me up. She said her engine fell out of her car. I said, okay, I'm waiting for you. Eight hours later, she showed up, and she had this big fuck-off attachment. I did not want to go. And is this just a discarnate that's just gone, oh, they look like a nice piggyback? Whatever, yeah. Yeah, earth earth spirit, yeah. Earth and earth, yeah, an earth, uh, not earth spirit, but spirit that got stuck here. Bloody hell. Mm. Do you see it often? I mean, obviously in your... That life. was really major. I never had someone that late. And I said, I'm waiting for you. Because she kept cancelling. And I said, listen, try and get here. Yeah. And when she called me up, she said, the engine fell out. I said, I'm waiting for you. I said, I don't care how long it takes, you get here. Basically, your starting point, this is a question, must be to understand energy. Unless you understood energy, I'm sort of asking questions here, you wouldn't be able to adapt to all the different situations because you can't just say, oh, yeah, deal with um, no. discarnates. You have to know what you're doing, otherwise you get into trouble. When I'm teaching my class, I tell them six weeks class does not make you a spirit release practitioner. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because you'll get attacked or attachments, or whatever, and I always tell them, be careful what you wish for. So you must be pretty... Um, I'm pretty good. Yeah, pretty strong. I'm pretty good. Because <laughs> I, I had a boyfriend who was quite, you know, geezer, a bit of a geezer, streetwise, everything, and a friend of mine who dealt with past lives, she said that he'd come from Pleiades, and that he he was one of those people that was new about the street yeah. and could therefore deal yeah, with, with, with yeah, yeah, yeah. negative stuff. Wow. Whereas someone like me, probably, I'd, like you say, I'd get pushed over by it. But for, for you to do it, you must be pretty tough to do it. I'm really mush inside. <laughs> <laughs> I, come on, really? I come on really, really strong and fuck Really? But inside, I'm thinking, oh shit. <laughs> Sometimes. But you have to shout at them then. I don't. I try not to shout, because why should I shout? I don't have to shout, but I'm very strict with them. I'm very stern. I don't let them play me. 
Which is kind of the truth for anybody on the other side. It's like you're the yeah. boss, isn't it? Yeah. Do your students go on any of your expeditions? No, no, the first no, no. It's introduction. There's no way I would take any of them. How on earth do you choose who because you who can go on the course? Do you have to interview I interview them? them as long as there's no mental health and that they have some sort of grounding and protection in their everyday thing, they could come on. But there's so many people I've heard of want this stuff. I know. This is where it get it it the real bridge between normal people going through their normal lives and they've got this like this mm. surprise by this dreadful thing is happening in the house mm. and they don't know what to do about it versus sort of crossing the threshold yeah. and becoming psychic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've travelled a lot doing house clearings. I've been to Jordan, uh, Switzerland, France. Is the effect immediate? Yes. Wow. For clearing, yeah. Yeah. House clearing is, is immediate. And yet, what's the most common thing that people will say back to you? Like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> when they say... It's, I hadn't realised I hadn't slept for years, or... No, that's why they call me, they haven't slept for bloody years. <laughs> and, then, and then they sleep. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And do relationships heal and family? If they're still together by that, by the time I get there, it should heal. A lot of times people will split up. How do they, how do they know? How, I, I, okay, I've just been in Canada for a couple of months, and there were some people that live in Prince Edward, and um, and they don't believe at all. And uh, and then it turned out that they had all these sort of poltergeist stuff going on, you know, lights coming on when they weren't there, la, la, la. Mm. And now they accept that there is there is something there. Mm. But but what's the most normal way that somebody, the most frequent way that somebody goes from, I never left the lights on, no, you left the yeah, lights on, yeah. to that we've got something? Usually another friend will come in and say, maybe you need a house clearing or that you have something. Or they might see an article or watch something on TV. Uh, then the light bulb will go on saying, oh, maybe we have something. So, um, before I forget, how did you end up coming here? My hands were really, really hot for about a year. Yeah. Actually, they were, I kept them in cold water yeah. for about a year. And then I started to do some traveling in the Middle East to find out what this is all about. Couldn't find any answers or nobody would answer me. And then some friends came over to visit, and like this, saw me with my hands in the water. What are you doing? I go, they're hot. And he said, well, let's come and do an experiment. So he said, put your hand over mine, and I'll tell you. He said, I'll tell you if I feel anything. I said, fine. And I said, I'll tell you if I feel anything. So he had his hand under mine, and my hand, it's the only way I could describe it, just felt like, what? And as it felt like blop, he says, I felt something. I said, okay. <laughs> and uh, it just kept going blop. Well, like, a, like pouring. I would say opening. My God. Yeah. Like a, like, the sound is, to me was blop. Did you hear it, hear it psychically or yeah. did you both hear it? Oh no, it? I heard it psychically. Because I had a noise of um, like ripping Velcro, which was very yeah. frightening, and something came rushing into my room, and I heard that. So you're hearing a 
cotton or something being out. Not even that, it just felt more. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and then we did it for a few minutes. He said he felt heat going up his arms and down his spine. Yeah. So I thought, wow, what is this? He goes, I don't know, but it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> and I was on this computer course, and I kept having to go to the loo, getting my hands hot, cold. And he, my tutor said, what are you doing? I said, my hands are just so hot. He goes, Google College of Psychic Studies. So I did. He said his girlfriend goes there. I thought, oh, my God, I didn't think there was places like this. So I came, and the I, the beauty of this one was I came to the college to do the healing course. You had to, you had to have an interview. Yeah. And I stood in front of the building, yeah. and I almost passed out. I thought, in 1972, when I did my uh, European tour, my hippie tour, <laughs> <laughs> I stood in front of the building in 1972 and said, I'll be back. And this is in 2000, I came back. And then he trained to be a healer. Yeah. Well, I had to go for the interview, and it was on the fourth floor. And I'm in the, in the library. And they said, okay, there was two of us. They said, okay, go on upstairs to the fourth floor. I didn't know there was a lift. <laughs> I'm walking up the stairs. I think I'm going to have a fucking heart attack. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm being pushed up. <laughs> yeah. And I said, I'm going, I'm going. I pushed up. The freaky thing was I wasn't freaked out, but I was being pushed up by spirit. And I got up there, and of course the other lady was already having her interview, and I was sitting in the back room, and the colors were just swirling around me. Yeah. And I just thought, this is amazing. First I thought maybe because I was hyperventilating. <laughs> <laughs> but the colors were just so beautiful. Well, that, um, that kind of... Uh... That brightness that you can't describe. Yeah, and, and the different the colors. It was just, I just thought, oh, just swirling around the room. And I'm thinking, oh, yes. And I had the interview, this old woman, and I never saw her after that. Yeah. And she said, why do you want to come here? And I said, I have to. I have to be here. What did she say? She said, okay. And I got accepted. You know, that's the easiest interview I've ever had. <laughs> She asked me some other questions, but she asked, why do you want to come here? I said, I have no choice. I have to be here. <laughs> and you're very um, uh, determined about it, aren't you? I love it. This is, this is, I love doing this. I love what I do. <laughs> I really love what I do. I'm going to give you a meditation for grounding. Feet flat on the ground. Yeah. Close your eyes. All right. Okay, and take a deep breath through your nose and out your mouth. And then just breathing gently through your nose, relaxing your facial muscles, your shoulders, relaxing your hips. And just breathing gently. Take your attention down to your coccyx. And just imagine from your coccyx on a rope of light or a ribbon of light is an anchor. And just allow this anchor to go down through the chair, down to the floorboards. And as this anchor is gently going down, you might feel your spine also being pulled down very gently, and that's fine. And just allow this anchor to go down through the floorboards, 
into the foundation of the building. And just leave it there for a moment. Still breathing, still relaxing your shoulders. Then take your attention to the bottom of both feet. And from both feet, also on ropes of light, are anchors. And just allow these anchors to go down through the floorboards. And again, you might feel your feet being pulled down with it very gently, and that's okay. And just allow these anchors to go all the way down into the foundation of the building and leave it there for a moment. So now we have these three anchors down in the foundation of the building. So what I'd like you to do is just imagine these anchors are going down through the foundation, past all the rubble, the pipes, with all the trash that's been left there, straight down into Mother Earth, like a hot knife going through butter, straight down past all the layers, the different colors of the Earth, straight down until it gets to the center of your Earth. And the center of your earth could be many things. It could be a boulder, it could be the molten rock, it could be a crystal of one color, a crystal of many colors, or a certain scenario. But whatever is the center of your earth, put something there to tie these anchors onto. And then gently feel that beautiful earth energy coming up those ropes of light. Feel it coming up to the bottom of your feet. You might feel a tickle or a tingle, breathing it up to your ankles, your calves, your knees, your thighs, and into your base chakra, filling it with this beautiful earth energy and sending some of it back down into Mother Earth for another connection. Then take your attention to your crown chakra and very gently close these petals and put a circle of light with an even arm cross above it. Down to your brow chakra and close these petals front and back and put a circle of light and an even arm cross front and back. Down to your throat chakra and close these petals front and back. Circle of light with an even arm cross front and back. Down to your heart chakra and again gently close these petals front and back. And put a circle of light with an even arm cross front and back. Then down to your solar plexus. And close these petals very tightly. Give it an extra twist. Front and back. And put a door over it and lock it three times. Front and back. And over that door, put a shield of mirrors facing away from you. This is to deflect anything negative coming towards you front and back, and put a circle of light with an even arm cross in front of those mirrors, front and back. 
down to your sacral. Close these petals front and back. And again, put a circle of light with an even arm cross front and back. And then down to your base chakra. Close it slightly to where you're still comfortable, but can may still that feel that connection going to Mother Earth. And check your anchors that they are still secure. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Wow. And you do the solar plexus. Is, that's this one, isn't it? Because yeah. it's so vulnerable. But that's the one that I think we all sort of go, oh, whoopee-doo, let's go up the, well, the heart and then the third eye and, and la la la. We just forget the lower ones. That's amazing. My feet feel like... Yeah, yeah. You can imagine you have, you have uh, magnets or you can imagine that you're wearing astronaut boots. Yeah. Or the old uh, underwater diver's boots <laughs> that with lead in it. I did that for a day and I was slapping it <laughs> just because I was imagining I had these boots on. That made me grounded. The whole thing about grounding exercises is to do it every day to build up the muscle. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, so it's like anything psychic that you have to build, you train. It's train. You have to build up that muscle of being in your body. It's, it's, it's practice. I do a grounding exercise first thing in the morning last thing at night and if i need to do it 20 times in between during the day i do it and how do you know that you're you're because uh, i'm off with the fairies i could get dizzy oh. I, you know yeah it's finding out when you're ungrounded and recognizing it when you're ungrounded to start doing the grounding exercises